0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate.
1: Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show on this beautiful Sunday morning. Glad glad to have you with us. And uh, Ted Walshin and myself, Jason Leler, are here to enlighten you once again. Good morning, Ted. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. You're very I'm well. But... Very well. It's my
2: favorite time of the year, the fall, you know? Yeah, because uh, you have allergies, don't you? Well, you have allergies, but yeah. Which which is the uh, BSCS. I, I went. I, let me tell you the story. I went to, uh, to a to a doctor, my doctor, once, and I said, "Listen, I get this. I'm sure I got allergies." So he sends me to an allergist. And the allergist puts me through all those tests. You know, they get like you know, the, nope, the, like the never done it. prongs. It's not painful, Heard about it, it. it it's just. And he says, and he says to me, he says, "Well, you're you're allergic to kittens." Come on, I said. I'm not kidding you. I said I'm allergic to kittens. <laughs> I said. That's I don't a, have any kittens that's a thing? or a cat. I have a cat now. Okay, then. cats. Yeah, cats. I did, didn't have Yeah, kittens, not cats, kittens. I said, I. there are no kittens in my house. Um, no one in my family has kittens. None of my friends have any kittens. I'm not around kittens. How come I'm stuffed up? I, I'm sneezing. My eyes are itchy. My nose itches. How How is this all happening if I'm allergic to something that doesn't exist in my life? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of looked at me. So I went back to my family doctor and I said, "Whoever this quack is, don't ever send me there again." So I let it go, and and, and about a year later, they were getting worse. So I said, "Have you got somebody else you could send me to?" To another, uh, yeah, he said, "Yeah, there's another guy." So he sends me this other guy, puts me through the whole barrage of tests and stuff, comes back and he says to me, "Okay, you've got a, a, a um, uh, you're allergic to pollen, you're allergic to um, to mold." Yuck. dust, um, and uh, yeah, hay fever, things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I said, "What about kittens?" He said, "No, there's nothing. that <laughs> shows up here for kittens." And he looked at me. He said, "Why do you ask me that?" And I went and I told him the story. And of course, he's not going to say anything bad because it's you know they're, they're brothers, right? They're doctors, and and, and so I, he just kind of looked at me like, "What was a strange question?"
1: I I would have said um, at the top of the show that I have no allergies. I'm lucky that way. Yeah. But you just reminded me with that story. I think I do have an allergy to, to cats. And, and real quick, I was um, meeting a new client. The Broadway play? Um, I saw that okay. uh, a long time ago. Not in Broadway. Here in Toronto. But I uh, sat in this chair meeting with a new client. And like within minutes, I could feel my face get hot. I could hardly breathe. And, uh, and the lady says to me, are you allergic to cats by any chance? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Why? She goes, well, because you're sitting in the cat's chair. And I'm like, well, then I guess I am. Yeah. So that's, other than that, though, I'm not one of these people who uh, walk around the fall uh, sniffing and sneezing and complaining about pollen in the air and all that stuff. I'm lucky that way. But, you know, you don't want to sneeze in public these days, do you? Well, n- no,
2: no, you don't. <laughs> and, and you know, you talk about the, you know, allergies and, and things that that will will throw you off. I have a friend who's uh, who uh, has an office, he has got a business, he has like five, twenty employees, I think, and and he had to tell the women in his office, listen, please do not wear any, any perfume. When oh yes, because it makes him. He came over to my house one day after work. And I said, "What the hell's the matter with you?" I said, "Look at look, your your eyes are all puffy, your 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 face is discolored." And he says, "We just got a new woman came in into work. Oh. She's filling in for someone on maternity leave, and she's just douses herself in in perfume."
1: I thought you were going to say, and he didn't was, like he didn't like your perfume." No, no.
2: And it was just driving. So he had to, he had to sort of say, say to her, "Look, you can't. Sorry, I I, I can't." Yeah. Because he literally he said, "I had to get up and leave my office and go outside." Right, He's so like
1: the listeners will know I've got uh, a couple of teenage girls um, recently we were in high school, ones to, just left, but the high school is now supposed to be like, what is it, odor-free or something like that, and uh, these girls are getting ready for school in the morning, and I'm I'm on the other end of the house, and I can smell whatever it is, there. I'm like, holy cow, girls, like, come on, it's supposed to be like scent-free or That's right. something like that, and you know, girl alert, girl alert, but anyway... Yeah, I'm lucky I don't have to uh, deal with any of that. Anyway, it's it is the Avoid Probate Show, and uh, we're glad you're here, Ted. I think uh, you've got some news as well with uh, information about your yeah, own. Yeah, I just uh, exciting... I just started a,
2: a podcast called cool. the, the Ted Walshen Podcast, which is something I've been wanting to do for uh, for a while long, well, for a while now, and I finally got got around to it. And uh, so it's available. It's a uh, weekly, and it's available every week. We we, we drop a, a new episode each. Thursday morning, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. or if you want, you can go online and go to Peel Weekly News, uh, and there's a button there that you can press, and you can listen to it right there online as well. So uh, and we've got it, some really interesting guests. We start off with our first episode was with Chef uh, Massimo Capre, or oh, your buddy, him. yeah who's uh, got a great restaurant out in out in Mississauga called Keppers Kitchen. Uh, Lloyd Robertson as well. Um, comedian John Biner, you probably saw him on the Carson show about 150 times o- over the years. Comedian uh, John uh, uh, Ron James, I should say, also coming up on, on the program. Murray McLaughlin. Wow. Andy Kim. Look at you. So a lot of uh, really interesting people. And I've always been fascinated by people and what it is that motivates them to do what they do and how is it that they got to where they got, like Lloyd Robertson, the most trusted man in news—that's what they used to call him, yes, right? Yes. I mean, just an outstanding, a legendary career. He got started in the industry. He's born and raised in Stratford, Ontario. Okay. So, as he tells the story, he, there was a parade in his hometown of Stratford, welcoming home veterans from the war. <clears throat> so he and his and his and his family they they went down to to gather downtown to watch the parade, and they were by the the podium where they were introducing people and speaking to speakers, I uh, suppose, folk. And he was watching the local radio station, CJCS, I think is what it is, or SC, in, in Stratford, broadcasting the parade. And he was so taken aback by this, he thought, that's what I want to do. Wow. I want to be in the middle of these big stories and talk about them. Cool. Cool. And that's what got him going. And I, and I and I thought to myself, I wonder if that if that guy who was doing the announcing for the parade had any idea that he just inspired this little kid to become the best-known newscaster in the country. Cool story. You never know. Yeah. So I hope you can tune in to the to Ted Wallace and podcast and hope you enjoy it.
1: I look forward to it. And speaking of uh, good stories, we've got a couple for you here on the Avoid Probate Show, so it's a good time to top up your tea and your coffee, and we'll be right back after this quick break.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. This is the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh and Jason Laidler
1: is with me as well. And FCAC... Yeah, I know what that stands for, I can tell you. You want me to tell you? Please, are you, are you asking me? The Financial Consumers Agency of Canada, something I'm not familiar with. Are you familiar with the... No, no. Not fin-
2: until I did a little bit of reading. Um, courtesy of what you provided me with, I was not uh, familiar with them, but it's uh, its a government branch which uh, is there for the
1: benefit of the people. Of course it is, because everything the government does, Ted, is for the benefit of the people, right? Oh. The, FC, the FCA... Does your the, tongue hurt from the, biting it? <laughs> the Financial Consumers Agency, and we're going somewhere with this, listeners. Um, of course, you can trust us with that. It ensures federally regulated and Entities comply with consumer protection measures, promotes financial education, and raises consumers' awareness of their rights and responsibilities. So, uh, Ted, can you think of a federally regulated entity that might somehow be related to our weekly discussions here on the Avoid Probate Show? The banks? The banks, exactly. And by the way, it is the Avoid Probate Show, and if you're just joining us, thank you for joining us. We're here every Sunday morning on AM. Seven forty Zoomer Radio from eight till nine, and uh, speaking of the banks, okay. So the FCAC, the Financial Consumers Agency of Canada, released a report on the banks, and I gotta say it's it's quite interesting. And you know Rob Carrick, I believe.
2: I know who he is. I don't know him personally, but I know who he is.
1: Sure. Yeah, I've, and I've I've met him a couple times at different um, industry events. So uh, Rob Carrick got. <sighs> Well, he read the article. For, he read the report and wrote his own take on it. And I want to summarize uh, some of that with uh, for you and the listeners. And he doesn't right. hold back in the article. Yeah, I know. I think we alluded to this last week when we were uh, yes. teasing the listeners about what, what we had in store. So I'll just jump in here. It says the federal agency has stripped away any remaining pretense that banks are trustworthy providers of advice, assistance, guidance, help, or anything else along those lines. Ouch. That is the opening line from Rob Carrick in an article called The Big Six Banks Will Fleece You If You Let Them. I'm going to read it one more time. Yeah, Quit holding back, Rob. Yeah. A federal agency, and of course he's talking about the FCAC that we just made reference to, a federal agency has stripped away any remaining pretense that the banks are trustworthy providers of advice, assistance, guidance, help, or anything else along those lines. The Federal uh, Consumer Agency of Canada said in a report, uh, the corporate culture of the big six banks is sharply focused on selling products and services, and that there are insufficient controls in place to protect clients from aggressive sales practices. I think probably most of our listeners can relate to that, aggressive, aggressive sales practices in the bank. You know, you go in to pay your hydro bill, and every time they're like, do you need a new credit card? Have you got your TFSA? You know, do you line a credit? Do you line of credit? Do you want to speak to our advisors? Is your mortgage got coming up for renewal? Right? They're, they're, they're selling stuff all the time. Yeah. And a bit of a tangent here.
2: No, we we deal with but a lot. At the same token, by the same token, I should say, is is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, I, I, maybe we're misled into believing that they are there for other purposes. That maybe we should have just realized at the outset that this is a business like any other business, and it's they're in business to make money. They're not really there for the protection of society. They may pretend <laughs> that they are. And they may be, uh, um, we may have grown up believing that that's why the banks are there to help us, to make sure that we're okay. And in reality, we're
1: just another number. All right. Well, in terms of these aggressive sales, and by the way, I have relatives who uh, worked at the bank. And and, and with respect to all bank staff and employees, I mean, they're they're good people. I get that. My My grandmother worked for... A bank in particular, one bank in particular, of course, for over 30 years in the city. And I remember as a little kid, way before computers, that's, I'm aging myself here, of course, way before computers, it was always a thrill to go to Nana's bank, because that's what it was, it was Nana's bank, getting to a, behind the counter, there's no computers on the countertop or anywhere to be seen, they didn't exist, and all these ledgers and pencils and these bank keepers, these tellers, yeah. making no, I I'm, I'm thought, how could they possibly keep track of all this stuff?
2: How it, it must credit to them. Well, when they finally went from your little bank book, where they where they wrote in what your balance was every time you made a deposit, to putting it in a machine that printed it out, that was like wow, high tech. It's printing onto this little little bank card, this little bank book of mine. We went from right handwriting to putting it into a machine, and the machine just typed it out. And we went, wow, that's pretty cool. And, and do you remember seeing the ATM machine for the first time, thinking, wow? Yeah. A, oh yeah. A humanless bank. Yeah, it was the green machine. I think TD was the first one to come up with that.
1: Don't recall who it was. Um, I saw it in First Canadian Place. I remember I was in First Canadian Place. Again, I was a young man. And uh, I'm like, what is that? And it's, it was a bank machine. I'm like, wow, that's, that was cool.
2: So here we are. I mean, we, we grew up thinking that the banks are there to protect us. And in, in reality, we should be looking at, it, at them as being their business.
1: Well, um, Mr. Carrick goes on here to say that the FCAC has some ideas on improving... Uh, consumer protection for bank customers, all of which sound worthwhile, but there's more to this problem than profit-hungry banks pressuring employees to squeeze customers. And I was going to say uh, earlier with regard to my own family members, I one of, them, one of them quit the bank. They just couldn't handle the sales pressure that it had become, and so she quit after oh, being there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is speaking to that, I think. Uh, it goes on to say, we live in a country that's way too impressed with the financial industry and grants at all kinds of liberties, we encourage the banks to be predators by acting like sheep. Ouch. A <laughs> series of CBC reports last year highlighted how banks lean on their staff to meet sales targets. Unnamed bank employees told of increasing customer credit limits, you touched on that, without authorization, and putting clients in unsuitable mutual funds. It's important to note that the FCAC didn't find widespread examples of of unsuitable products being sold to a client. Well, I'm gonna talk about an unsuitable product being sold to a client, because every time I sit down with a senior citizen who has a TFSA, which is great, huge supporter of the TFSA, but I'll tell you what I'm not a supporter of, and that is GICs in your TFSA. And every time I see that, I know in my mind that somebody at the bank recommended that uh, this this person get a TFSA and put their GICs in it, because the definition of the TFSA, it's a tax-free savings account. That's what TFSA TFSA stands for, tax-free savings account. How much tax are you paying on your GIC that's paying you (laughs) 0.2%? There's nothing. It's absolutely zero, basically. No, not basically. It's zero. So what is the point of putting a GIC that's paying you almost nothing? Mm -hmm. What's the point of putting that into a TFSA? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. In fact... I, it kind of bothers me because it unnecessarily complicates the, the big picture for, for the senior citizen who maybe doesn't really understand what's happening with the TFSA at the bank. So that's just a bit of an aside, and it bugs me. Uh, the federal agency does make it clear in its report that banks are product sellers who sometimes go too far. That's what I'm reading here, folks, not my words. That's, that's sales. When your living depends on closing deals, you can easily get over overly aggressive. As consumers, we're ready for that experience when we buy cars, renovate our homes, and more. But banks intimidate us into a state of compliance. The writer Stephen Leacock. Oh, I love this Stephen Leacock. Um, close to home for me, and uh, so uh, the Sybils at Sybil Point Provincial Park. And there's a lovely chapel there where some of the Leacocks are buried. Uh, it's a it's a bit of a tourist attraction mm-hmm. in uh, Georgina on Lake Simcoe there. And I think, didn't you say you, you, yeah, I know you didn't interview him, but he's from Aurelia or something you, you were saying you went to see something about, no, mm, no, another Okay. All right. Moving on. Somebody so, who looks like me may have said that. Maybe, maybe it sounded like you. Pity him. So I love this. The writer, Stephen Leacock summed this up long ago in a story called My Financial Career. Quote, when I go into a bank, I get rattled. The clerks rattle me, the wickets rattle me, the sight of the money rattles me, everything rattles me. The moment I cross the threshold of a bank and attempt to transact business there, I become an irresponsible idiot, unquote. (laughs) Stephen Leacock's words, not mine. I would never uh, dare, never deign to uh, compete with Stephen Leacock's words. Today's bank branches should be called financial retail outlets or maybe money stores. The FCAC report notes that technology has enabled banks to focus less in their branches on handling transactions for clients and more on selling things like mortgages, lines of credit, savings, checking accounts, mutual funds, term deposits, and more. Now, you know, it is the Avoid Probate Show. We talk about, uh, we're talking about banks all the time on the show because the problem, the other problem is if your non-registered money is at the bank and you don't have a beneficiary on it because you can't, you've got a potential probate problem. Of course, here on a weekly basis, we're advising our listeners there is a solution to the problem. And I think what we'll do is we'll go to a quick break. And when we come back from that break, we'll talk about what that solution looks like and then finish up with this very uh, scathing
0: article from uh, the FCAC and Rob Carrick. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this.
3: My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money.
1: Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know
3: how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom?
1: It's a good news story. The account is earning... Much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before.
3: Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it.
1: Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you.
3: Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628.
0: This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh
2: and with Jason Laidler. And just a reminder that the information provided in this program is for general consumption only, and it is not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation, of course, is different. And so if you have a legal or investment question, you should speak with a licensed expert. And of course, you can do so by contacting Jason at info at avoidprobate.ca, one word, avoidprobate.ca, that's info at avoidprobate.ca, or call toll-free during the week, 1-844-667-7628,
1: 1-844-667-7628, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Um, Welcome back to the listeners, Uh, and if you just joined us again, we're referencing an article that um, was Reported um, well, Rob Carrick wrote a story on a, on a report from the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada, the FCAC, and he titled his story "The Big Six Banks Will Fleece You If You Let Them." And it's not that I really want to pick on the banks; uh, it's just that I want to impress to the listeners that there, you know, the options are out there, and we talk about these options being insurance companies, and so many people don't understand. Uh, that the insurance companies are competing with the banks for what we call assets under management. And I say it all the time, the insurance companies today have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. And I got I to gotta tell you, I, I was shocked last week. An acquaintance of mine, a competitor, he is a financial advisor and has been for a long time, and I'm familiar with the institution that he works with, I'm not going to name it, and we were talking about stuff because he was asking me about the radio show and how things are going and... We see each other once in a while, and so we just, you know, we talk shop. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know. This guy, this financial advisor, did not know that you can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the insurance company. And it was all I could do to, like, uh, hide my astonishment, because I want to embarrass him, because he's a financial advisor. But I just left that conversation thinking, wow, you know, fi- some financial advisors who are experienced don't know this. So... I can't be surprised that most of the public don't know this as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here, right? To share this message. Yes. And, and the solution can be very simple. It can be a no-cost transfer of the investments that are at the bank, the non-registered investments in particular, because you cannot put a beneficiary on them. You can put a joint owner on them. That's different. And that's probably a bad idea. And we've talked about that on the show before, joint ownership and the pitfalls that go along with that. But with regard to beneficiaries, you can't do it unless you transfer those funds at no cost using the services that we provide uh, with licensed expert advisors uh, over to the insurance company, recreate the portfolio, apples to apples, maybe even make it a little better than what it was before. But the main point is now you can put that beneficiary on there and it will not be probated. Jumping ahead slightly, you know, one gentleman I talked to last week. It took um, his his brother passed away. It took a year and a half for his brother's estate to be settled because of probate, <laughs> and that's just just one. You know, I hear a that year story, and a half, a year and a half, and it wasn't complicated. Another story, uh, you know, but wait, we would have to stu- think to think to yourself that
2: in 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 the span of a year and a half, the person who is 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 is, is, is the executor of the estate. Yep. If if it's someone of the same age as the person who just died, <laughs> yeah. there's a chance that that person yep. could have died while awaiting probate for yes the estate that they were the
1: executor well, of. Well,
2: clearly, and and now you're just getting into just like a whole whack of a hornet's
1: nest. I know someone's going to take take over, fill in, pick up where they left off, figure out what's what's been done, what hasn't been done, and we talked about this um, when we talked about the Succession Law Reform Act and. And people die. And in a year and a half, of course, it's totally normal for some for beneficiaries to pass away and or the executor. And, and another lady I talked to said, I think, again, it was another, it was a brother situation. And the brother had passed. And it had been eight months since the brother passed. And only now were they getting around to filing for the application for probate. I don't know why it took, I don't know why there was a delay, but... She said he died in January of this year, 2021. He died in January 2021. And the probate papers, according to the lawyer, were just getting filed. And she couldn't believe the legal fees that she's had to pay already just in that eight-month time without probate being completed. And frankly, she may have another eight months to go. Uh, Who knows how long it's going to take. But okay, so you don't want to deal with probate if you can avoid it. That's the overlying message here. Uh, week after week. I want to get through the rest of this article before we uh, get yelled at by the producer again. So in any sales, picking up where I left off, in any sales operation, bank branch employees are compensated to at least some extent according to the amount they sell. The FCAC said frontline bank staff are mainly on salary, but they also receive variable pay based on their performance as well as the results achieved by their team and the bank. Compensation for managers includes a bigger percentage of variable pay. Okay, contrast that to what we're doing here at avoidprobate.ca. When we do that transfer of those non-registered funds, by the way, we can also transfer the registered funds. I want to be clear on that. It's just they're not, it's not as urgent. It's not as big a problem, assuming that beneficiaries are named. And again, last week, I saw a situation. Yes, there's a TFSA. Great. Was there a beneficiary on it? No. And, uh, and the person that I was talking to, they took, they took the blame for that. And I said, no. I said, it's not your fault. I said, I blame the bank because it's the bank's job to inform you when you open up the TFSA that you have an option uh, to put a beneficiary on it and then it's probably a good idea so that it doesn't get probated. If you don't name a beneficiary on the TFSA or the RIF, the default setting is the estate. And if, if the beneficiary is the estate, which sounds funny because it's not really a person, but if that's what the beneficiary is, then it's as if it wasn't even in that account in the first place and it's going to be probated. So you're crazy. Well, there can be some tax reasons to do that on purpose, but most of the time it's an it's an omission and it's an error. And I blame the person at the bank for not strongly recommending to the lady or the gentleman who just opened up the TFSA, by the way, you really should be naming a beneficiary or beneficiaries plural on this account. But just because you have that account, doesn't mean there's beneficiaries named on it. and something you should double-check. Uh, carrying on here, some people seem to understand that the banks, uh, bankers are salespeople. If these customers don't get the deal they want, they try a mortgage broker, an independent investment firm, or a new financial technology company. But savvy consumers are a minority. If you talk to anyone trying to build a business as an independent player in the financial field, they'll tell you it's brutally hard to pry customers away from the banks. Yes, it is, and I'm here... To, to say amen to that. And I get it. It's because, oh, you know, you've been dealing with the same bank for 50, 60, maybe 70 years, right? They're on every street corner and here comes some guy at a company called AvoidProbate.ca and says there's a better option and it includes a transfer to the insurance company. Oh, what insurance company? Well, I don't know, anyone, because we're independent. Again, it could be Manulife, Life, Can Life, doesn't. Or how about Industrial Alliance? Who? Never heard of Industrial Alliance. All right, well, here we go. I know they all know who the banks are, but they don't all know who the insurance companies are. And I could name a bunch that people probably aren't familiar with. Moving along here, we're almost done. The banks exploit this loyalty by encouraging and sometimes pressuring their employees to rack up sales. To address this, the FCAC recommends that banks take steps like prioritizing consumer protection, fairness, and product suitability, improving oversight of customer complaints, and tying employee incentives to the best interest of customers, but that only fixes half the problem at best. Also needed is a reconfiguring of the considerable efforts being made to improve financial literacy in Canada. Way more time needs to be spent on teaching people bank literacy. The curriculum might include things like banks or vendors of financial products, not advisors. That's really important. They're not necessarily advisors. They're certainly not necessarily the best qualified advisors. If you... If,
2: if you if you can liken it to going into a a hardware store. You go into a hardware store where the person uh, who works there uh, really uh, is not an expert on, on plumbing or electricity. <laughs> right. and, and you say, listen, this is what I've got. I've got this situation going on. What would you recommend? And they will look at you and say, well, these are the products that we have. They're not recommending anything because they really don't know because they're not really specialized in the field. All they know is what they have to sell you and what the cost is.
1: Right. And I think that's a great example. It's a great analogy. Thank you. A great analogy. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, People ask me all the time, well, why should I do business with you? And so I say because, A, it's 20-plus years' experience, Um, all the designations and then some. I won't won't bore the listeners by rattling them off right now. And, uh, and I'm independent, and, and I'm going to help you avoid probate. So there's just a few good reasons uh, why people should do business with the uh, advisors at avoidprobate.ca. Well, last paragraph here, and then we can move on. Unfortunately, banks are big players in financial literacy initiatives in Canada. In return for their financial contributions, banks get to polish their image in the same way as a soft drink or fast food company that supports fitness or good eating habits. Can a credible national financial literacy program exist without bank support? Let's find out, says Rob Carrick. Again, that was all with reference to the report from the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada on the topic of the banks and the situation with the banks. Um, it was well done. It was well done, and it's, it is it is scathing. Again, the article is called The Big Six Banks Will Fleece You If You Let Them, Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do that, one one more uh, quick mailbag reference, I guess, before we get there after the break. This gentleman called me uh, the other day, and he called from Ottawa, by the way, which was interesting because I don't know if this signal goes to Ottawa, so I did ask him how he heard of us. It happened to be um, an online search, which is great, so uh, well done uh, IT boys at Tree Frog in in Newmarket. Those are the IT guys who are taking care of uh, the Google search results for us. Anyway, he found us online, his mom died yesterday. Just just the night I felt terrible. And of course the question is, well, can you help me with probate? And I've said it before, yes, we want to help the listeners with probate, but please call us before mom or dad passes away. It is much, much easier to do it uh, before it's too late. Yeah. Um, he, in his situation, one of my favorite situations actually, where it's all liquid. The house was already gone, so all of mom's Uh, assets, worldly positions were cash, basically investments. And so it is possible in those situations, it's possible to avoid all the probate. And it's almost easy to do that before somebody passes away. Um, And he told me he was already frustrated in dealing with mom's bank and she's only been gone like 24 hours. Okay. On that happy note, (laughs) let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with your favorite segment of the show. The mailbag.
2: Right. On the Avoid Probate Show
1: on Zuma Radio, AM
2: 740.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca.
2: All right, let's head down and talk to our friend Tom Mahalik at Tom's Place. 190 Baldwin, by the way, in the heart of Kensington Market. Mr. Mahalik, fall is upon us, and that means the great fall fashions are here, and as usual, discounted galore.
4: You know, we have corduroy trousers, very light-knit sweaters. We're ready for the fall. We knew the fall was coming. Beautiful those sport jackets that have textures, amazing top coats, amazing sport jackets, amazing outerwear. And one thing that I'm very proud of, we never give up, uh, you know, selling suits and sport jackets. We had a wonderful young man that came in from Rochester, Rochester, New York, and he says, Tom, I couldn't fi- find a suit in my so- size. I'm a size 38 short. Well, we had hundreds for him. We had a wedding party that came in from Ohio because they couldn't find the selection. So even even the people in the United States knows that Tom Mihalik of Tom's Place in Kensington Market has the best selection of suitings in North America right now, in North America. And I'm uh, proud to say that I never give up on suits. And yes, suits are selling all the time. Good stuff.
2: And everything sells at Tom's at a ridiculously low price. Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. Welcome back. to listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler and me, Ted Walsh. And remember, you can always get a hold of Jason during the week. Email info at avoidprobate.ca, one word, avoidprobate, info at avoidprobate.ca, or you can call toll-free at
1: 1-844-667-7628. The mailbag. The mailbag. We enjoy the mailbag. Mm-hmm. Well, in no particular order here. Uh, first, got to say thank you to all the listeners who have taken the time to write or call. Please keep those calls and letters coming in. We will endeavor to reply to every one of them and share some of them on the radio with you, like we're going to do right now. And, uh, for example, this lady, and of course we keep everything anonymous, so it's safe uh, to tell us your stories. And you're you're really helping other people when you tell us what your stories are, and we want to help you as well. This lady called in to tell me that her she is the POA, she's the power of attorney for her aunt, and her aunt is 101. And apparently, sharp as a tack, and still driving. And, uh, yeah, she knows what's going on. And this lady um, is not quite 101. Uh, she's a senior citizen. And when we explained to her what the situation was and what our solution is for avoiding probate, she was, in her words, stunned because she's she's a smart woman and and I always I can't I can't can't get over how many times what I call smart people come up to me and say how come I've never heard this before um and I say it's because the banks aren't going to tell you to move your money and that's true so she was stunned to hear the solution she asked for more information which we've sent out to her oh yeah that's another thing we get a lot of requests for um packages and we don't you know there's no there's no pre made package kit ready to send. Maybe maybe we should put one together. I don't know. But the problem is it's such a broad topic. It's hard to put anything meaningful that could, you know, relate to each person. Yeah, you're it's, better off just saying this is my situation. Here's my question. I know. Exactly. And I do that. When, when I get what I will call vague uh, qu- or really big, broad, open-ended questions in an email, um, some listeners will, will know because they can relate to this. I reply to that email, of course, and thank them for their time and and the, and the note, and ask them to provide a phone number and a good time to call because I can cover way more ground in a 10-minute conversation than we can emails back and forth that are cryptic and you know, that kind of thing. So, Calling may be the best, uh, the best way to get in.
2: If I may just interject, that's one thing that drives me nuts about people uh, who have decided that they're no longer going to talk on the phone, that all the communication is going to be done uh, via texting. And texting is great if, if I'm supposed to meet you for lunch and say, running five minutes late. Right. I, I don't need to phone you. I can just text you for that. But if you've got a specific question or you want to engage in dialogue, texting is not the way to do it, or emailing for that matter. Because mm-hmm. a lot of nuance is lost as well in, in the communication.
1: Yeah. Verbal communication is it's number one. And I'm glad you use that word nuance. So in a, in a different uh, mailbag story here, recently met with a lady at the library, which is uh, the first time I've been to a library in quite some time. Well, I thought you were talking about the bar called the library. <laughs> no, it was a real library where they have books and stuff like yes. that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, because of COVID, it's not the library like it used to be. In other words, you know, there's a chair here and 10 feet away, there's another chair there and yeah. signs everywhere that says, you know, keep your distance, don't move the furniture, blah, blah, blah. Well, I did move the furniture uh, because we needed to sit together and have a, a discussion about her her situation, and uh, she was a little bit nervous about me moving the furniture. I said, "Well, if they yell at me. I'll put I'll put the chair back." Anyway, getting back to your point about the nuances, um, it was it was a I don't want to say a normal situation, but it was a pretty normal situation. We were having a normal conversation. No no big curveballs until she just happened to mention in passing that she'd sold the condo. So she had a house, and that's what we were talking about, this house, and we were talking about our investments at the bank and then the fact that we're going to do this transfer at no cost over to the insurance company. And as soon as she mentioned, though, just in passing, this, the fact that there was a condo, boom, the light went on in my head. I said, well, hold on a second. You know, when did you have the condo? How long did you have it for? Because now there's an issue with regard to um, principal residence exemption and the tax-free a component of selling one of your properties. She sold the condo this year, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So the taxes haven't been settled on it because they'll, they'll be settled at, on the tax return in April of of 2022. But she's got a decision to make. And I, and we, we went on in this conversation about how it works and she had no idea. And that wouldn't have probably happened in an email is what I'm getting at. Because mm-hmm. she probably would have never mentioned the condo because it's already been sold. So you know, why bother mentioning it, right? But she happened to mention it. I caught on and now she knows that there's more to the story. And she says she's got a good accountant, so I trust that the accountant knows that there's options there, and he'll explain those options to her. Another guy called, we'll call him Joe. Joe's got a couple of brothers. Mom passed away four years ago. They haven't done anything with the house that is in mom's name. So they've got a problem. Excuse me, Explain. somebody's got to step up and apply to the court to be the executor because you can't sell mom's house because you don't own it, right? You can, I can't sell Ted Walsh's house just because I feel like it, but the probate process is that process that gives somebody permission,
0: mm-hmm.
1: gives them the authority, that's what I was looking for, the authority to sell something that's not theirs, right? Because mom's gone, so somebody has to sell it. The court says, okay, yeah, uh, Jason, you're the executor, you can sell the house on behalf of mom and the estate, I offered to do this work for Joe because we can do the work. I mean, it's not what we do every day, but I am a certified executor advisor among other things. And this is what certified executor advisors do. They can, we can settle the estate for somebody. And so you don't need necessarily need to use a lawyer. Often it's helpful, but uh, if you can avoid much of the probate and maybe just uh, deal with what's left over in a simplistic way, Sometimes that's possible, and that would be ideal, of course. So Joe's going to talk to his uh, siblings and get back to me with regard to the offer to be the guy to deal with the rest of Mom's estate, which is only the house. The um, funds have all been liquidated already. I've got another quick um, mailbag item here. Speaking of the house, we're getting a ton of questions, uh, seemingly all of a sudden, about avoiding probate on the house. And the good news is we have what I would call lawyers on standby, uh, lawyers on the team, the avoidprobate.ca team. I'm not the lawyer, so I'm quick to uh, make that clear. I am not the lawyer. I do not uh, write the wills, and I do not uh, practice the the legal advice because I don't have that license. I have a different license. So when somebody calls and says, how do I avoid the probate on the house? Well, I can tell them. You can use something called a bear trust, you can use, you may be able to use something called a second will. We're going to have to have a, so, a show just on that, and that was by request, as a matter of fact. I wish I could remember the name of the listener who requested um, we do a whole show on that. But I did, I did get the message, I, message received loud and clear. We will do a show on the bear trust and the second will as tools that are available to avoid probate on the house or other property, the mm-hmm. house, etc. Okay, I think that's it for our, our time today. There's uh, other mailbag items, of course. I'll share them for next next week. Please keep your questions coming. Check out the website as well. There's a free probate calculator on the website, which is uh, www.avoidprobate.ca. The calculator's on there somewhere, along with the button to click to listen to past shows. If you've missed some of our shows, they're all going to be available for you to listen to on that uh, podcast list. You can find that on the front page of the website. We'll be right back after this quick break.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. (laughs) Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember Insert your name and we're heartbroken
3: because Insert your name did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of Insert your name have to wait a long time for what rightfully
0: is theirs. I see I've made you cry.
3: Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca
0: this is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to
2: the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler, Ted Walsh in with you, Jason. That's going to be it for another episode of this program.
1: Well, the hour goes fast, doesn't it, Ted? It does indeed. And I've heard that from some of our listeners too, actually, and I take that, take that as a compliment. Uh, okay, so next week I can... Uh, We're in a position here to give the listeners a heads up because we know who's going to be on next week. And I'm really looking forward to it because it's a representative from Assurus. And I know a lot of people don't know what that means, uh, which is a good reason to tune in next week. But without uh, spoiling everything, Assurus is the insurance world's version of CDIC. And people are familiar with CDIC in terms of uh, the fact that it provides some protection for their money at the bank while the same kind of protection does exist at the insurance company on the insurance side because it's a common question that we get is my money safe when we invest it at the insurance company so that we can avoid probate so stay tuned for more about that next week I want to thank our producer Kelly thanks to Ted Walsh for decades of radio excellence and thank you Zoomers for your time today so Ted next Sunday we good to go you got it same time same place thank you enjoy the rest of your Sunday
0: You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.